Where did everyone else get this natural ability to win? And why do I suck so conspicuously? It's thoughts like these that have led me to swear off miniature golf for the rest of my life. Hi, this is Coach Sarah, and this is The Morning Mantra. Hi, my name is MK Fleming. I'm a run coach based in Denver, Colorado, but this isn't a podcast about running exactly. Don't tell my clients, but we're never really talking about the running. When you know a craptastic event is coming, it helps to have a mantra to keep you centered and focused as you move through it. You don't have to be an athlete to be hashtag coached and loved by Coach MK, and if you are here, then you are hashtag winning at life. Today's mantra is, yeah, I did that. So you know when you participate in those sports that are supposed to be like fun and low-key and not about winning? I'm talking about bowling and water skiing and yes, miniature golf. And I know that there are people that work to cultivate actual skills in these activities and, and actually excel at them and those people don't make me feel bad. I would never have a problem with being a worse bowler than the dude. but. The situations that I really struggle with are when everyone's at the lake and it's time to take turns getting up on the water skis. I probably won't sleep the night before I'm going to have to get up on water skis in front of some people. Precisely because it's quote unquote supposed to be fun and everyone's going to insist that, oh, it's whatever, it's no big deal, it's just a game. And those same people are going to be effortlessly good at it, while I am going to be the one flailing in the water, totally unable to stand up even for a second, as everyone else looks on and good-naturedly encourages me. I'm going to be the one with the tears of rage that will only humiliate me more when they finally come out. As you can tell, I, I am speaking from experience here. I'm related to a lot of people who have excelled in at least one sport and had some sort of natural ability to be casually good at lots of different ones. My cousins, my aunts and uncles, my parents, my brother, even my husband who I thought really shared this non-total sports affinity characteristic with me. I really thought we were on the same side. Turns out he's really fucking good at water skiing. It's really just me over here. The sports in my family, crew, volleyball, field hockey, water polo, lacrosse, lot of crew, more crew. These were the sports that my family members really excelled in. They were collegiate athletes, collegiate team captains actually, forming this circle that I felt like I would never ascend to. My father sat me down as I was preparing to enter high school, and he gently but firmly told me that there would be a family requirement of at least one team sport each year. And I wanted him to be proud of me, so I picked two, soccer and tennis. And I'm really not humble bragging or anything. It would not be a stretch to say that I was the worst player on both of those teams, particularly tennis because uh, I, the, you ranked players in tennis, and I was ranked the last. And the lowest ranked players always played doubles in 
matches against other schools. And I remember a match where my doubles partner literally stormed off the court because she was so pissed that I was playing so badly and missing every single shot that came to my side. My dad actually left work that day to watch that game and support me in my tennis playing. And I was, oh, I felt so bad that he had to leave his office to witness that. And I know why he wanted me to be on sports teams. There are a lot of important life lessons that kids are supposed to be learning on sports teams, and I believe in learning those lessons. Discipline and fundamentals and teamwork and perseverance and, of course, that thing we love to talk about, learning from failure. Going back to practice day after day, day even though it felt like I would never get any better. I understood intellectually that this was part of the point, but I still found failing so embarrassing. My brother was often frustrated with his own sports performance. My dad would remind me of this when I got really frustrated and started comparing myself to my brother. And that was true. He really was very hard on himself. I watched him beat himself up over not being good enough for his own standards, but I also saw him pitch strikes and hit doubles and score baskets and win crew races. He worked really hard and he saw results. So what was wrong with me that my overachieving yielded no such thing? I'd love to say that when I started running, I found the thing that I could be good at. But around the time I started running, a few years later actually, my two younger cousins entering high school became really, really accomplished track and cross country runners. They were breaking all of the town records when I ran my first 5K in 33 minutes. So there went that how to even talk about my running in a room where people knew of their accomplishments or anyone else's running accomplishments for that matter. Answer, with a lot of qualifications. You run marathons? Well, yeah, but really slowly. You won your age group at the 10K? Well, yeah, but there were only three women in my age group. You get the picture. It was like I was trying to anticipate the cross-examination that would come upon any declaration of my running and headed off at the pass. It's okay, I know I'm not really a runner. I'm aware that my brother ran his first marathon undertrained and beat my best ever time by 30 minutes. I might be mediocre, but at least I'm not delusional. Sometimes I wish I could sit down with my family and tell them that this was how I felt, always that I looked up to them, and that I tried to be what I thought they wanted me to be, but that I felt like an imposter in their midst. But if I said that to them, what would I be hoping to get? The meaningful change that I can make, the thing that I can control, is how I talk about myself and how I talk about my accomplishments. I ran a marathon. I ran another one less than a year later. I've done a lot of things wrong as a runner. I've had to slow things down, adjust my expectations. Accept less than ideal circumstances when they come my way, but 14 years later, I am still showing up. I'm still doing the thing I hoped I could get better at when I ran that first 5k. My family is still full of people who insist they're not that good at mini golf or water skiing, and they're still better at it than I am. And I don't like it any more than I ever did when I stroke out on four consecutive holes. Those moments are still really hard for me. They still hurt my ego, but here's what I have to hold on to. I am literally the only one who experiences miniature golf as anything other than a fun game with no meaning. 
at least in that context. That much, at least, is something I can control. No one is saying I suck, except me. In fact, they're saying I don't suck, and I'm refusing to believe them. So here's where it started for me. I did that. You ran a marathon? Yeah, I did that. You won your age group? Yeah, I did that. You ran 40 miles last week? Yeah, I did that. You ran with a baby in a jogging stroller up a mountain in Montana? Yeah, I did that. It feels weird at first to say, yeah, I did that, with no apologies. I promise you, though, give it time. Practice it a lot. Persevere. You'll be glad you did. You are coached, you are loved, and you are winning at life. And you are definitely winning at life if you subscribe to my Nuzzlenut newsletter, follow me on Facebook, or follow me on Instagram. Feel free to do all three. It's almost time. My new venture will be rolling out very soon. Check us out, www.nuzzlenut.com fitnessprotection.com. Again, that's www.fitnessprotection.com. Yay!